all, we're recording inside the Cohab Podcast Studio space under the Texas Street Bridge by the Red River in downtown Shreveport, Louisiana, and this is the 3180 Podcast. What is going on in the 318? What is our current identity? Shreveporters can make this place into the city we want it to be. It's time for Shreveport to make a 180. Every Thursday, we are having conversations about doing just that. We're talking to people who are making the difference in our city. I'm Josh Clayton. I'm Thomas Young. Welcome to the 3180 Podcast. Jimmy Campbell. Yes. You're here. Thomas Young, I'm here with you. And uh, and you called me up and you said, hey, what is this podcast you're making? Yeah, I, I thought it was great. I, I, How did you find out about it? Uh, I was at Bella Fresca Restaurant last week. Yeah. My wife's aunt was in town. And so we'd gone to dinner with her and my brother-in-law and my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law. And this guy comes over to my brother-in-law and they stand up, shake hands. And I asked my brother-in-law, I said, who's that? And he said, that's Josh Clayton. He's got a podcast with Thomas Young. I was like, really? That sounds cool. So uh, I loaded it up on my phone and started listening and liked it. And then I called you. And yeah. I said, hey, and, man, I'd, and, I'd be happy to be on. If it's something good going on, yeah. I'm happy. I want to participate, you know. Well, and luckily, Josh is out of town this week. So thanks for calling because we didn't have a guest this week. You're the fill-in you're, from now on. I'm the sixth man, you're, I guess, you're the, you're the Yeah. You're the, <laughs> you're the 13th man of the of the 3180. That'd be fine. That'd be fine. No, I've enjoyed listening to all the episodes. I mean, I've known uh, a number of folks that have been on – some of the episodes that I've listened to, Jason Brady, I've known Jason a long time. Uh, I know Grant Knuckles and uh, Nick McElhatton, Trent Siskron, Randolph um, Smith. So it was, it was, it was interesting. It's been interesting. I might have enjoyed listening to it. Good. Uh, I'm glad you're here. Let's let's uh, let's talk about who you are and because you have an interesting story about because you haven't you grew up here and then you left for a while and then you came back. Right. So right. Wh- it, you grew up here. Um, <clears throat> Your what? Had to tell me about that. Um, yeah, my uh, I graduated from high school here in '97, but I, you know, I went to um, start out at Southfield School. My grandmother worked there for 25 years, and then moved to Eden Gardens for a short while, Cattle Middle Magnet, and then graduated from Loyola. So that's. Kind of how when I go out around town, sometimes my wife asks me, how do you know that person? I said, well, I went to school with them. Because like, I went well, to school. Because I, I rode the bus. All over the place. Yeah, and I rode the bus with, with as well. But We uh, just, we were talking about that. How many people do you see on a daily basis that you, that you, or talk to that you rode the bus? Um, I don't know if it's daily, but I would imagine monthly I come across. Yeah, you named, you named a whole connected. bunch of people there yeah. that were. Some of your people. Yeah. A lot um, of, a lot of folks that I know. Um. Growing up there in South Highlands, right? Yeah, so. I grew up on Unadilla Street on the 600 block of South, of, uh, of Unadilla Street, right there, right there, right yeah, between Line Avenue and Cresswell. Yeah, Potter, my Potter Adams was on uh, my brother-in-law now. I was uh, he's on Aniana, one block behind me. What, you're now related to Potter. He married to my sister. I didn't know that. You didn't know that. No, I had no idea. Learn something new every Congratulations. day. Congratulations. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't seen Potter in a little while. They're he, doing um, good. They're down in Mandeville. Yeah. he. Last time I saw him, they were moving from 
the city over to Mandeville because uh, he was saying he was just getting killed going back and forth to work. Yeah, that's yeah. And they start had young children, and uptown New Orleans was kind of looking to be a, a tough, some tough sledding yep. with raising three young kids and yep. all that kind of stuff. So, so you went to you went to high school here. Yeah, I went to high school, graduated Loyola. Um, then uh, I went to West Point for undergrad, and so I left here in '97. And how does that work? Do you when you go to West Point? Is that like? Is it? I mean, it's army, right? Yeah. West so, West so do you, are you do you enlist and then you go to school? Or are you? How does that? How well, does that work? it's the service academies. I mean, the, the Air Force Academy, Naval Academy, West Point, which is for the Army, and the Coast Guard Academy. I mean, when you go there, like you get there, and like you, you, you kind. Of, I mean, it's not a formal enlistment. It's but you do your oath to, to office and all that kind of stuff. But you there. don't go to West Point and then not go. No, you have a service five year service commitment. Okay. Five year active duty service commitment after. Um, so if you go, because that's a full scholarship type thing. I mean, you don't pay to go there. Right now, like the Citadel and VMI, those are private. They're private schools. Okay, so do you have a contract after well, that? Well, places like that, and I mean, I didn't go there, but from serving with people that went there, like you can go to the Citadel, let's just say, or VMI. Mm-hmm. You can pay to go there, and if not you, and not have got it. a service obligation. But a lot of people that go there take an ROTC scholarship. And in doing so, they incur a service obligation. Okay. So, but the cool thing about the Citadel and VMI is that you can go into any service you want. So you can go to VMI and do naval ROTC and go be a Navy naval aviator. Okay. Or join the Air Force or be in the Army or the Marine Corps or whatever, whatever. So. And did the, you, were you always, did you want to go? Like, was that a thing for you? Yeah. Up? Well, yeah. I mean, it was something I always, um, you know, a lot of people in my family were in the military. My dad served as an infantry platoon leader in Vietnam. My uncle, his younger brother served in the special forces in Vietnam and stayed in the army and went on to be a four-star general. You know, my grandparents on both my mom's side and my dad's side were in World War II. They were just part of that generation where they were all involved. And so it was something that I kind of grew up, um, it was just around me. You know, like you look at old pictures of your grandparents or your parents and you see that. Yeah. And so it sort of was something I at least wanted to consider and then evolved into something I wanted to do. And Are you younger than Josh Stinson? Josh is a year ahead of me. And he, is he Army? Josh was, I believe, yeah, he ended up getting involved in the Army Special Forces. Okay. Yeah, I, I knew some, I didn't know. Age-wise, where he He's was at. one year there. ahead of me, okay. yeah. Yeah, he was one year ahead of me. So anyway, um, yeah, so I graduated in 2000, June 2nd of 2001, which was very interesting timing, and um, went to Fort Knox, Kentucky for armored officer training. Then I was stationed at Fort Hood, Texas, which is in Killeen, which is right there in the middle, right in central Texas. I'm yeah, between Waco halfway and Halfway between Waco Austin. and Austin, yeah. about – 30 miles west of I-35, right yep. there in the middle. So it's getting kind of into the hill country. It's a little north. Yeah, I mean, it's still technically, they refer to that area like formally as central Texas. Yeah. It's not the hill country yet, but yeah. it starts to look a it, lot He's like got that. more elevation in the hill. Yeah, a lot yeah. of change. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's not flat like Dallas. Right. Or, or parts, the parts east, of Dallas yeah, the or, east going into 
like from here to Waco is right. pretty flat. Right. And it's not there's and there's no piney woods like yeah. you get in East Texas. It's so it's Yep. So anyway. how long were you there? About uh total I was you know, I got there in March of 2002 and I left in July of 2005 to go back to Fort Knox, Kentucky. Um, and while I was there, I was deployed to Iraq for a little over a year. Left on St. Patrick's Day of 2004 and got back on March 23rd of 2005. Wow. Okay. And then, and then where'd you go? Back to Fort Knox, Kentucky. I got reassigned up there, which Fort Knox is in, uh, it's about 30 miles south, south, southwest of Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. So great. It's a beautiful area. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's where the Kentucky Derby is. The Derby's there. in Louisville. Yeah, you guys I, go to that. I never made it. To, uh, the you didn't have a hat. <laughs> no hat. No pink jackets or yeah. none of that. I never. Uh, I never had. The one time I had an opportunity to go, I ended up having to go to a wedding out of out of town. Well, that's, you know, pro- that's probably that better. was that time of my life where, like, you know, you're on the wedding scene, and it's yeah, it's like every other weekend you have to go to a wedding. You right. have 19 same groomsmen, same. Yeah. It's, just, it's just like who's who's in the hot seat this this week yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, and then I uh, so I got out of the army and and moved back here actually for a brief for about a year or so. Um, started working selling equipment for Deep South Equipment Company mm-hmm. and. Decided. Um, what kind of equipment is that? Forklifts. Forklift. Yeah, material handling equipment. Formerly, but forklift. They were forklift dealer for, for Louisiana, East Texas, Mississippi, and, and now they also have part of Oklahoma, but or, or the whole state of Oklahoma. But um, and then I was getting married to my wife, who's also from here, mm-hmm. and decided that, that had an interest in trying to get my MBA, and some friends of mine had done the executive program at LSU in Baton Rouge, and um, the company I was working for, they um, very kindly uh, had a, you know built a territory for me down there, sales right. territory. They needed, you know, I assume they you know needed some extra help down there as well. And, and um, so we moved to Baton Rouge. What year? This would have been in uh, May. I'm sorry, July of 2008. Okay. <coughs> and. Um, Ended up staying down there a long time. Finished school, ended up going into business for myself for a little while down there, and uh, in the home care business, had yep. a home care franchise in Hammond, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Josh, Josh Clayton, big fan of Hammond. Hammond's a cool place. You guys should have like some sort of you know Hammond Fest here in Shreveport. A Hammond Fest. <laughs> he would have it. to talk he, about that. He, Hammond is a cool place. I mean, it's, I never, I'd never even. I knew Hammond existed. I just never really, but I'd never been but there. But people from Hammond, they have like the opposite problem we have. No one from Hammond says anything negative about Hammond, right? They love Hammond. It's like, this is the greatest place ever. Why would you ever leave? Like, we need to get some of that light. And Hammond has, it's an interesting spot because it's not, no, quote, North Shore. Mm-hmm. Like, like, that's... Like where Potter lives, Mandeville, right, right. Nor- but North Mandeville, Shore has Covington, like a connotation Madisonville, of like, like that's North Shore. Yeah. Like they, that's North Shore. <laughs> that's all I can say. And then you've got this. Then you've got, you know, fifty miles down to the west is Baton Rouge, and then east of that you got Denham Springs and Livingston Parish and stuff. They're kind of like 
they got their own little thing going, but they're still sort of connected to. I mean, Denham Springs has gotten really big. Yeah, you know. But in between all that is Tangipahoa Parish, you know, and you got Hammond and A. Meat and it's well, just, and and Hammond has a lot of the same kind of. You know, it's it's small, but there's a sort of downtown. This is what Josh always talks about. I have not spent any time in Hammond, but you can confirm or deny this. He said everybody, you know, is downtown there. They they go to work, then they kind of meet up. You know, have a cocktail, have some dinner, whatever, go home, back up, same thing. Like, and they all kind of meet up in this sort of downtown mm-hmm. area. And do you, can you live in the downtown area, or it's? Well, I lived in Baton Rouge when I worked there, so okay. I, I I commuted there. But Hammonds, it's interesting. So there's a railway, a rail road, railway that runs due north. Runs right through Hammond, Amy, all those towns in Tangipaho Parish that go north south. Mm-hmm. They're all built around that. I mean, the, they, the rail, yeah, the rail runs right through downtown of all of them. Okay, um, but ha- Hammond's—it's kind of similar. If you've ever been to Ruston, yeah, like you get into downtown Ruston and you can walk to Louisiana Tech's campus right. from there. Like yep. you, li- you know, maybe a little bit of a hike, but it's pretty much right there. Yeah, um, Hammond's similar with southeastern. University or Southeastern Louisiana University, and um, every it's just one of those places where nothing's too far away. Yeah, you know, like I could my little office was. I mean, I couldn't walk to downtown, but I could drive there in about two minutes. Yeah, you know? I mean, you could walk there. I could you, if I had you, to, you, but I mean, it wasn't right. like it wouldn't have been like a real pleasant walk. Like it was kind of like. I don't know. Walk through it like a pasture, and then across the railroad yeah, track, and maybe then down like the road. A, maybe a small little bad yeah. pocket of town yeah. to get there. You know, like so. I just chose to drive. Right. <laughs> but um, no, Hammond's a neat place. I mean, people that are there, they love it. They like it. it's it's easy and it's 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 you know they have good schools and you know not a whole lot of I mean they have some industry there that supports it. I mean, a lot yeah. of people that live there. Are, yeah. Um, I mean, Josh, like he's the, always like, Oh my God, big hospital like, there, big hospital system. I wish we could have that in here. Like in it, Hammond, we had, there's this really, there's this thing he really loves about, um, I wish he was here to represent himself, but he, uh, he always talks about, there's a place that he would go after work and you could like buy a bottle of wine and get a steak and then like have, you know, see some people have a beer and then go home, cook your steak, drink your wine. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, next day go back to work and come through and then, New bottle of wine, new, you know, something, pick up something to right. take home to cook. But I think he was, he was there kind of bacheloring it up so, so he didn't have to, you know, he didn't have to eat any vegetables. It was right. like he could just eat right. a steak and it was yeah. okay. Um, he, he was obviously in a little bit different phase of life yeah, no. when he was there than when I was there. But um, if I had to get, you know, one word for him and I would say, uh, cozy is probably a good word. Like, you know, it's a it's very warm feeling and, you know, it's just you know, simple. Yeah, little. It's pleasant, like a, but it's a little town. It's a smallish right. town. It's, yeah, it's and that small so town. that Jason Brady and I and we've talked about that sort of like Shreveport thinks it's bigger than it really. I mean, like we have a lot more space, but we don't have as as many people as we kind of think we do. Right. It feels um, and it feels smaller when you start getting into your little your little corner of yeah your silo. Right. Yeah. Right. But so, I will say silo. That's an interesting word because. Like, one of the things from living, especially from living in Baton Rouge, and I'm not saying this negatively per se, when I would meet people in Baton Rouge, 
they would say, first of all, many of them had never even been to Shreveport. Right. <laughs> like, seriously. I, I have a good friend. I would joke. I'd say, they'd say, someone would say, where are you from? I'd say, I'm from Shreveport, Arkansas. Yeah. Just to mess with them. Because I knew that a lot of times they had heard of it. Yeah. Oh, I've been there once when I was going to Dallas. Yeah. That's I, like my, you'll get that. My friend Neil, he's from Baton Rouge. He lives in, in New Orleans now. And that's, he's like, I think I went to like a soccer tournament there once. Right. Like that's what yeah. he, he knows of it. And so and it's just the way it is. And, and I, I mean, we had a, I mean, I lived there nine years, had a great run. Baton Rouge has got a lot of great things going for it. Um, met some great people, lifelong friends that are from there and that, you know, we were very warm, welcoming with us and stuff like that. Uh, but what's interesting, though, was, you know, you meet, I would meet somebody that was from Baton Rouge that had gone to LSU. So they would know somebody from Shreveport from their fraternity or something. And they would say, hey, do you know Archer Frierson, who's one of my closest friends from growing up here? I'd say, sure, yeah, he's one of my close friends. And then the, the next question they would say was, okay, so you went to Bird. <laughs> right. And I'd say, no, actually, I went to Loyola. And I said, well, how do you know him? Because it's not that big. Because I was like, and so they don't, you know, <laughs> well, but down there, though, it's like if you go through the Catholics – System right. of you know that's who you Saint Aloysius and Catholic High, that, and, or if you went to the lab school, and it's not like an absolute thing. Obviously, there's a lot of people in Baton Rouge that know right. each other, but I just I found that like the lattice work of relationships didn't venture Shreveport yeah. is a little bit more prevalent than some other places. Yeah, because like uh, Bill Sanders is there, yeah, and he's from here, but his wife is from there. I believe. Is that right? Yes. Lauren? Yes, Lauren, yeah. And, and you know, because they she did her residency in Birmingham, Birmingham and, and they yeah. they moved a couple times. and But I know that, you know, Bill is like, you know. It would be great to have Bill in Shreveport. That's, 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 yeah, I love Bill. Like, he, he has a very, uh, very good sense of, of, um, how to tell a story in yeah. a way that's interesting. And you don't know, like a lot of times when Bill's telling me a story, I'm like, I don't know when it's going to be funny, but it's going to be funny it's somehow. I'm sticking around. I want to yeah, see yeah. the end. Like I want to hear the story and I, and I know that somehow <laughs> it's going to turn very funny. Like even if it's just a mundane, like, oh no, I just had to go to the store to get, you know, whatever. While I was there, then there's this whole arc of like, he's just a really good storyteller. Right. Um. Yeah. Love Bill. Um, but so anyway, you were in Baton Rouge. Yeah, yeah. So we did that, and and so um, we uh, kind of our, you know, how I got back here, or we. Mm -hmm. my, you my, brought everybody. My, my with wife you. and my kids and stuff, and my three dogs. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, both of our parents were still sets of parents were still here. So I mean, we you know liked the idea of being closer to our parents, but. Well, and really, you're, and you're, we, you're, everybody grew up here. Yes. And, right, okay. Yeah. Um, kind of like we had talked about, I mean, the conversation would come up from time to time. Like we'd come to come home for Thanksgiving or Christmas and be like, man, I wonder what it'd be like to live in Shreveport, you know? Because when we left, like when we got married, we kind of were like looking, wanted to go live somewhere else. Yeah. You know? And, you know, I, I was looking to try to pursue, you know, a little bit more education and it kind of was a good fit at the time. Right. 
And I remember when we left, we were like, we were, we were looking for, we were ready for something new, you know, something different. Even though I hadn't been here a year, I'd been gone for a long time. Um, but, you know, once we had kids and we're kind of and moving, transitioning to a different phase of life and stuff like that, you know, you start talking about, okay, what's life going to look like for the next, you know, 20 years as we're raising kids and, you know, how are we happy and whatever, whatever. And um, so we would start having conversations of like, well, maybe could we live back, move back to Shreveport? Will we like it? And what would it be like? And those types of things. And we sort of, we didn't, it wasn't an issue we were really pushing amongst ourselves. It was just sort of something that sort of rose to the top. And one of my um, kind of an aha moment, there were a couple, there were two really. One, my what was, my wife kind of prompted, Megan did. Uh, but the first one was, uh, so I went to a Rotary Club meeting. I wasn't in Rotary, but a friend of mine, Trey Roberts mm-hmm. of Shreveport. Yeah. Of Shreveport fame. Yes, of Shreveport fame, who's uh, very engaged down there, invited me to come as a guest to a Rotary meeting, and the speaker was the Baton Rouge Area Chamber of Commerce president. Okay. I can't remember his name. Preston knows him, but I don't or knows who he is. I don't I think I don't Josh know. Clayton has had a meeting with him as well. Cause I he, think his name's, is it Adam something? I, I can't, I don't know, but at any rate. Uh, good guy. And, and so anyway, he was giving a talk and he was saying about at the time IBM had made the move to come to Baton Rouge or they were in the process of doing it, setting up in downtown. Baton right. And the topic of discussion was there was another company that was looking to, or was considering Baton Rouge and they ended up not coming to Baton Rouge. He, I don't, he didn't say who it was, but he was giving the talk. He was saying, well, the two, the two big things for them, when they came to visit was one traffic two schools. And I remember saying to myself, I was like, well, those are like two of the things that Shreveport has going for them. You know, I know there's public schools, you know, there's, you know, challenges there in Shreveport, but the bottom line is like, there are public school options in Shreveport. You know, well, the, yeah. You know, Jason Brady. Yeah. Jason right. Brady is a, right. a product. I mean, like of, in Baton Rouge, like a, it's, it's not near as, you don't hear of me near as many people, you know, that I that having a, as good a result from right. a public school experience. Right. Yeah. Right. It takes a little bit more of a private kind of Catholic education yeah. to, right. to get you on the right track to. Yeah. You know. And so I remember being like, well, that's interesting because, you know, you can get everywhere, anywhere here in 15 minutes. Yeah. And this is when I was, as I told you before we went on the air, you know, I'd cycle through the same red light three times every afternoon coming home from work. Which you enjoyed greatly. Uh, you know, <laughs> I will say I got pretty sharp on my on my LSU sports news because I would just be listening to the radio show. And, right. But, like, literally, like, you come around the corner and pull up, you just see a line of traffic, and you just say, well, I'm just going to be here a while, you know. And that, that kind of started getting old. But that was for me I was when I was kind of like, you know, that's, that's kind of an interesting point that guy made, you know. And then um, – my wife, Megan, one time we were looking to maybe buy another house. We were, you know, had had our, you know, had three young kids and we we're, you know, kind of at a point where we could consider some more space. And, you know, the pricing real estate was just really high down there. Like to go from where we were to the a little bit bigger was like a big jump mm-hmm. price wise. And then you're not going to get what you, everything you want and, and everything. And, 
anyway, we looked at, you know, made an offer. It didn't work out. And it was just kind of a frustrating experience. And she was like, dude, we don't really have to live here. You know? And I was like, no, we, we don't. Um, but and she's like, you know, we don't do the things we like to do. Cause we were talking about like, when are we going to be able to take our kids? Like, I mean, my oldest was at the time she was going into second grade, you know, so it was in that age where now you start doing things with your kids. And, for us down there, we didn't have access to the things we like to do. Like, with, for example, take your kid out to the lake. Like, we never did that because it wasn't as easily accessible for us, you know. And not that, like, that's, like, the big priority in life. But it was just, you know, take my kid bass fishing. Yeah. You weren't you know, you were fishing. Doing I mean, anything. like, things that we grew up doing and kind of would like, well, be nice to do that you know good friends up here they're like doing it all the time you know so um and again like that's not like super you know the number one priority in life but it was just like a lot of those types of things yeah, but that's start how, adding up yeah, like and, you're when you're sitting in your car and you're not having family time that's right. when you start to realize like wait a minute i know all about lsu sports right. you know updates right but i don't know if my kid can catch a fish, I don't know <laughs> if my kid can swim. Like, I'm sure you probably know that, but, right, right. um, you know, it's like, there's just a lot of, and again, uh, let me, this isn't like bang on Baton Rouge. Like I'd probably be having the same thing if I was living in like say Austin, Texas. Sure. But any place you know, that's, that's that size, right. You it wanted just, a little bit sm- and, smaller place. And just not being from there, uh, just, you know, I don't know. And it was just really, it was, it was, it was, it was just really expensive. So it was kind of one of those things where the juice just didn't seem like it was worth the squeeze mm-hmm. for us at that, given the situation. You know? So what year was that that you like started to think about it? And what was the, so we, so it was funny it's, uh, in the uh, rigmarole of, you know, having three young kids and working and doing all that. We, 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 one day we just went, we're like, we need to talk about this, but you know, we can't really in the evenings, tough time. So, so, so we set a we set a date. Like that's it. We're, we're no, no. Like she and I scheduled a date with each other. Oh, okay. Like we need to meet at Starbucks at ten o'clock, and we're gonna be uninterrupted and not be tired and and talk about it. And we did. And well, prior to that, we said after the house thing didn't go through, we said, you know what, we're not gonna look for a new house anymore. And we're going to give ourselves a year to think about it and talk. We're going to talk with friends who are living in Shreveport, you know, look at it for me work-wise and, and take our time, you know, because there's no urgency. And we weren't, we weren't like mad and we weren't. No, you were, you felt like you like, had a decision. Weren't like at our, we, we weren't, that, you know, I tell you, we weren't unhappy. Yeah. Per se. It was just something we were sort of like, I mean, I think we need to consider this. So we took our time. And then after we took our time, that's when we like set the, the Starbucks date mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, okay, are we going to do this or not? You know, and we decided to do it and I'm very happy we did. What year was that? That was, we moved here in June of 2017. Okay. So you waited till it got really hot. Yeah. Well, then- <laughs> our kids were in school, so we had to we were kind of forced to do that. Yeah. Um, so we made that decision, though. We made the decision in the fall 
of 16. That that's what you Right mean. about, you know, three years ago from the time of this recording. I mean, yeah. I believe it was like in October when we said, hey, we're, okay, we're going to do this, you know, and then we had that whole, so we had a full year or, you know, eight or nine months to sell our house, buy a house, move, plan, plan, you know, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, do all the stuff you need to yeah. do plus raise three humans and three dogs? Three. Well, at the time we had two. We okay. got the, our third since we've – he's a Shreveport na- uh, native. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so there's – well, because you have – your brother-in-law is starting a basketball team um, now as as like – Is he? He has like 13 children, right? RQP <laughs> has like he, yeah he is oh oh you're talking about right yeah, yeah. he yeah he's he, he I don't know what he's gonna name the team but I, yeah. I mean it's the, yeah like there's a, if there's, he would come in here and talk he could tell you all about it I don't know if that's gonna happen but. you know I've I've known uh, I've known him probably most of his life mm-hmm. and I wouldn't say that talking is like just you know like he talks. He he communicates. He's not like a mute, but in the family, he's the one who kind of, you know, maybe he's thinking more than, than, and talking less. That's right. There's a maybe. there's a large there's a large talking um, proponent in the family. Yeah. Um, it's all good though. It makes it fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I've I've had uh, some of my greatest you know, memories of my life are, are from the, 401 Drexel from, from the Drexel, That's you know, right. the kitchen dining room area, many wonderful things have I heard and seen. That's good stuff. Um, but as far as like, you know, some of the things people have been talking about on the show that kind of made me want to yeah. share my views, you know, when I was in the army talking about Shreveport, like, you know, and I'm not one of those, I don't take the position of, I feel like our town can be and should be Fort Worth because there's so much great stuff there, man. Every time I go there, it's so cool and whatever, or Dallas, or I mean, like, it's not realistic. Oh, yeah, but all and of now you've talked about that. Yeah, yeah. All of the, the sort of, we sort of think about how we're like Dallas or Fort Worth or a place like that when we should be thinking about more, more like a Hammond. Like, if we, we're kind of more like a Hammond where it's less people. We do have a lot of space. We do have a lot of infrastructure and we do have, I think like temple, for instance, mm-hmm. I think that was part of the, I don't know. Like how, how big is temple? Yeah. Well, we talked about that before the show. So temple, Texas, which is right outside Fort hood. It's, I think technically temple is something like 75 to the hundred thousand people population wise. So it's like half. But it's the part size. of the area. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's part of the area of that central to the Killeen Temple and quote greater Fort Hood area. And you know, I draw that I go through there for work, you know, going I go to Austin every now and then and, and have done some work in the temple and Killeen area. And um temples I think it's just interesting that it's it's got some similarities. For one, it's a very it's, it's a charming downtown aspect to it well and they so had, does georgetown like all of those sort austin, of smallish yeah. like towns which austin kind of up until the last decade or so was was there wasn't that many people mm-hmm. there it was the state capital so lots of people came in and went out you know mm-hmm. for 
you know, the legislature's there. Right. There's a lot of, you know, the government goes through there. Yeah. And it's huge it's, university. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's 60,000 students there. And in 10 years ago, there was still 50,000 students. So right. it, it wasn't like, you know, when you get a freshman class, that's that's like a quarter of the size of Shreveport showing up. <laughs> so it's like that will be like, you know, right. everybody, you know, plus, you know, 40,000, you know, or whatever. So, but the, the like temple area, like you, you were stationed there. Yeah. So I draw and, that. And so, yeah. So I draw that you know, before we went on the air, like I was talking about it, like it's similar in concept, like Fort Hood is a massive military installation. How many people are there? Something to the, uh, when I was there, the number was somewhere around, 60,000 military and civilian on a daily basis. So that's like a freshman class from the University of Texas. Right, (laughs) right, yeah. But, you know, there were, uh, you know, something to that effect. I mean, when I was there, there was was a three-star headquarters is there, which uh, the the core headquarters, two active divisions, which are both two-star commands, and then they have additional – you know, independent units. And then, and then they had West Fort Hood, which is where the operational test command was, where they tested equipment. I mean, it was a massive base, and it's a huge tenant. I mean, it has a driver of economics in that area. But Temple's somewhat detached. I mean, it's Fort Hood's 25 miles away. So what I always, you know, you kind of notice was people that didn't want to live immediately around Fort Hood. It's just crowded. I mean, there's a lot of traffic, mm-hmm. a lot of just stuff. All your, you know, a lot of fast food restaurants. Not real, not real personal feeling type thing. A lot of folks, you know, if they lived off post, at least folks that I knew, a lot of them would choose to live in Temple. Right. Like, man, it's a nice place. It's laid back. It's kind of its own. It obviously benefits from Fort Hood being there, but it's not solely relying upon it. It was kind of, kind of had its own, own, uh, own feel to it, but was what. I've recently kind of prompted my um, thoughts about it when I was down there. It was like, they got some major, they have a big hospital system there. They're the regional hospital, you know, Baylor, Scott and White. And they've got some massive logistical companies. Yeah. Headquartered there. McLean, like McLean Trucking and McLean Foods are a big, huge, they're right there. There's a big Dr. Pepper bottling facility. So it's kind of like, you know, the things we talk about with Shreveport, like, you know, the logistics hub. Now, granted, they're in Texas. So you're comparing Texas and Louisiana. Like, I understand there's inherent differences that are challenges for Louisiana, not just Shreveport. But I'm just, just speaking from, like, a geography. Like, there's some similarities in the fact that you are you can benefit from a, a big military installation and – you also are in this location where it's favorable to like logistical business. Yeah, like in in Temple, you're you're right on I thirty five, which yeah. means that you can go north south, yeah. and then you've got what's what's the first east west twenty? Um, yeah, twenty yeah, is maybe it's up in Dallas. Yeah, but, but that's know, but you're basically connected going north and south. Right, I mean they're going north and south there, but. Um, but I mean that's that's the center of the company, country. It's got uh, a regional medical facility and a large base, which are all things that we have. Shreveport has correct. So, 
Yeah, and it's. I just think it's an interesting comparison. I mean, it's not. There's obviously differences, but. Um, but. But know. how do you? How, how. I think I think that our thoughts are similar as far as it, uh, Shreveport not. Not being as. Um, I don't don't know what the right word is. Not being as engaged with the base with Barksdale as, as a, you know, economic factor for the, for the, for the town, like the people that are there, whether they're, you know, active military or spouse or civilian, like that, that's seems like, and, and again, I would like to it's just general engagement. I think, well, because I don't know, I don't, I'm not a military person and I know you have some experience in that. Like when you, do you think that there's things that we could do as a city to sort of engage with the base? To I know there's programs to start. Like they have a good entrepreneurial program at Barksdale where they, you know, try to help the guys that are there that are maybe moving on. Right. You know, to if they have ideas, they try to help perpetuate those ideas, get them going and get them started. And I, I, th- I think it's happening. I don't know how to – uh, interface with it but right. is that well i mean i'm sure bozier city does a very good job with this is you know they i would the term i would use was courting the base like you know like when you're stationed somewhere like pick somewhere i mean but you're in the military and you get you don't have a choice in the matter where you live like they're gonna you are told where you will go right, right. and are assigned is the word right you're assigned a you're place. assigned to live good so then it, so then you go through you know your mental drill of okay when i get to this place where am i going to live where what am i going to do on and the do, weekends do they you know? help you with that like i mean it's is it different on the, per officer, base on the officer side like you know if you're you know you, you the first decision people make is if you're going to live on post or off post. In the Air Force, they call it a base. So on base or off base. All that's determined by your priority. I mean, a single. I was single when I lived down there, so I wasn't going to live on. I wouldn't even qualify to live on post. But so then it's like, okay, where are you going to live? Well, I got I, at Fort Hood. I had options. I could live in Copper's Cove. I could live in Killeen. I could live in small town in Kempner, which is west of Fort Hood. I could have lived in Harker Heights. I could have lived in Temple. And there's some people that live in Georgetown and Round Rock, you know, and drive in. And drive to the – You know, so how do you make that determination? Usually it's a lot of time by word of mouth. Like, your, you know, your friends – you know, the military is a small world. And, I mean, it can be. And so it's like, hey, I know someone that lived there. Where they say, well, don't live in – just whatever you do, stay out of Copper's Cove. Right. Or stay out of Killeen or stay – you know – you know, I lived in this cool apartment complex out in Temple. It was not far from Belton Lake. That was another similarity: is Belton Lake, Belton, Belton Lake. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like Cross Lake, and that it's like right there. Like, like in, you can go to the lake. In yeah, the difference is minutes. like the area around that lake is different than. Yeah, our, it's not our, not pine trees, right? Well, and it's <laughs> just more people living there and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but. You know, it's like, hey, man, I lived in Tennessee. You know, it's a 20-minute drive from Fort Hood, but, dude, I'm telling you, it's great. You know, like, there's a great apartment complex. It's five minutes from the lake. There's a cool bar and restaurant, like, right there at the dam, and you're right there by I-35. That's that's 
then, you know, that's where I'd look first. Right. You know, and so I don't know. And then when you're on, you know, they have a call MWR, Morale, Welfare and Readiness office on every installation. And they give you, like, their, their job is to, like, uh, communicate with the families and folks that are stationed there as to what to do. Like, what are things to do? You know, a lot of it's what are they offering on post. And right. I can't – Right. Again, I can't speak for how the Air Force does it because I wasn't in the Air Force. Right. But I would have to assume – Similar. Yeah. Some I mean, way. their priorities is, I mean, you know, retaining families. And, and that's, you know, that's how they – that's a big priority in the military, especially nowadays. They've been all been redlining the, the system since about October of 2001. Right. You know, so, uh, you know, I would think if there's – I don't know how specifically to quote court the folks that are coming to Barksdale, but they're um, they can choose to live in Shreveport or they can choose to live in Bozier. They can choose to when I go think, eat, go eat, yeah, in Shreveport. I, I mean, or they can choose to go eat in Bozier City or Minden or where they, you know, like that's that's there's just population associated with that, and they're. Yeah, um, amongst us, and I and I think that that the Bozier does a really good job of of courting them and and helping them find a place to live, building things for them, like all of that, you know, Shreveport Barksdale uh, to Barksdale Boulevard, mm-hmm. right there, going uh, towards like Bistineau, like all that stuff. Like growing up, w- w- there was like a gas station, the you know the Diamond Shamrock on the corner, right? Was like that was it. Now there's like the skating you know, rink was over there. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but then the, all of that other stuff going uh, is that south there, um, going sa- towards like this and yeah, yeah, yeah. on Highway One. Is that, that what 71. that is? Seventy one. Yeah. Um, but now there's there's subdivisions on the other side of the railroad track, which is it's kind of like uh, you know, and then on the the river side of the railroad track, there's you know lots of places to eat and. You know, places to go do stuff like all, all right there, so that you can live right there. Go to base, mm-hmm. come back. Like right. it's, it's it's nice. Well, and like I knew some folks that were friends of friends of a friend. This is when I was in the army, and I'd come in to visit. I'd be at the filling station on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, so right. you can see everybody you right. knew, you grew up with. <laughs> I think you can still do that. It's just, it's just it's not there actually anymore. It's just, just there a anymore. gas station or a like a repair shop. Broadmoor now. Garage yeah, bought it just all. Go, I'm yeah. sure this next Wednesday, maybe they go up let there. you rent it out or something <laughs> like that. Um, but uh, some some folks that they had become friends with some folks that were stationed at Barksdale because they they lived over in like um, Gladstone or. Uh, Linden or Elm, Elmwood or one of those, you know, one of those streets right in there. Like they were like, you know, we looked around. This is where we wanted to live. Yeah. I'm stationed in Barksdale. It's a, you know, 10 minute drive to my work. No big yeah. deal. You know, just slip on over there, you know. So, um, you know, George Carlin, the comedian was stationed at Barksdale. I didn't know that. Yeah. in like the early 60s, I think. Oh, yeah. But. But that's one of he those never things. came back. He never after came back. that. He so never, he that's never probably good. But but uh, you know that's a I think you know I think is uh, Barks growing up. I mean I I didn't have a whole lot of engagement with Barksdale growing up other than going to the air show. Yeah, and I had my physical there when I went and applied to West Point. You know that I just didn't. I knew it was there, but it wasn't like it was some big 
part of Shreveport per yeah. se. Well, maybe, maybe that's the thing. Maybe like we need to do a better job. Well, it's not in Shreveport. I like, get that. But I mean, it's, it's certainly an asset to the area that I think should be um, cherished. So, so you moved back here. Yeah. That was three years ago. Almost three years ago. What do you, what is, what are things that you see that are different that you think are, are, are going well? Well, I live in South Shreveport mm-hmm. and the development out there has been really nice. I mm-hmm. mean, the, you know, restaurants and Kroger. And I mean, my, when I'm there, it's, it's pretty simple. Everything, most everything you need is out there. It's just so, it's for me, it's easy to just to like get around. Like, I know that's a big difference between, know, from, but like Baton Rouge and yeah, here. like I work downtown. I live in South Shreveport. Like, like, like how I heard many, Jason Brady saying, yeah. you know, like literally, like I can, I can, Leave my house and get to downtown in like fifteen minutes. Yeah, you know, and I chose to office downtown because it was, you know, I liked being down there, and I like, you know, I see a lot of people that I potentially, you know, do business with and and whatnot. So I mean, that was a it was something I chose your, to do. Is your dad in the same building? Yes. So like, in your building, like you know, approximately. Oh. 50 people working yeah. in that building. Yeah. Yeah. So, what you know, like, was it different in Baton Rouge? Like, well, I never worked downtown in Baton Rouge. You Were, so, were you driving to Hammond to, to well, work? Yeah, I drove to Hammond. Okay. And then when I got when I got into what I'm doing now, I, I, I didn't office downtown. I officed um, in a, just a separate part of town. So, um, but if someone said, and I had a lot of close friends of mine who lived down there. If they said, "Hey, let's go grab lunch," yeah, it was gonna be a. a it wasn't a quick seventy endeavor. to ninety minute yeah. ordeal. Yeah, to because they were inherently unless they just worked right around the corner, which none of them did. Right. So that's that. That's a big difference, you know. I mean, it may not sound like a big difference, but to me, it has been. I just feel like I'm way more efficient in my day to day life with like. You know, going to work, doing my thing, getting, you know, being somewhere to get my kids. Like, I remember one time my my oldest daughter had soccer practice. This was in Baton Rouge, had soccer mm-hmm. practice. And my younger younger daughter, they're 16 months apart, had t-ball practices. It was in the springtime. And it was one of those things where my wife called me. She's like, look, she's like, I can't get them where they need to be. On time, she's like it's physically impossible, right? Because you know, soccer practice started at four thirty, and t ball started at five, right? And she's like, "There's no way I can. It's going to take me an hour to get from where t ball practice is to soccer practice." So, can you come help me? So I said, "Sure." I mean, you know, do what you do, you know, but that doesn't really happen here, like unless the timing's like so. Like unless there's two things at the same time, but I mean, if you got 15 minutes of slack, you like can, you can get, make it happen. You can get everybody, you know, for the most part, to I mean, everywhere, you know, and yeah, you know. So that's been real nice. Um, I tell you, what's been fun is I've met a lot. I've, you know, it's like old place, new friends. Mm-hmm. You know, with kids, you know, you get to where you're friends with parents of your kids because those are the people you see repeatedly all, all the yeah. time. And a lot of made a lot of new friends who aren't from here who are very happy. 
Seemingly. Yeah. Well, and, and that's and they're like, this, we're real happy here. We and we hear that a lot, and I'm I'm sure that you you know when when you hear like, oh no, the, everybody's so nice. Like, there's such a nice group of people here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that sort of that mixed with. It's hey, it's re- like I can get everywhere. It's really simple, and then I can you know spend time with people I like. Like there's lots of stuff to do, um, but you know I yeah, used to hear that a lot in Baton Rouge. Like kind of like I was talking about at the start. Like when they said, "When say, how do you know somebody that they went to Captain Shreve or Bird or Southwood or wherever?" You know, yeah. Paired with that, a lot of times I, I, I this I heard this many times. Like man, I love sh- people from Shreveport. Yeah, or Monroe or Rust. Like it was more of like a th- kind of a three one eight thing if you yeah. <laughs> throw it that way. But it, I mean, like there's such a difference between North and South Louisiana, um, in a lot of ways. I mean, and so I just remember meeting people down there that were from down there and that they they'd met, you know, through their fraternity or sorority or work or new neighbor. Like, oh man, so and so from Natchitoches or. Shreveport, everybody's nice. Yeah. Everybody's cool. And how's everybody know each other? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, the north part of the state where everyone's nice. Not that everybody's not nice there. It's just, I think. No, not that, at all. It's just, it's just, uh, it, it, there's not much, like, great people down there from there. And again, lifelong friends. Um, it's just an observation of things that they said yeah. to me. Yeah. About our little place that they'd never been before. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, so, what else is uh, like? What's going on around here? That what do you see? What do you see that you'd like to see changed or different? Or what do you have a solve for? What can you? What can you fix? What would you like to see fixed? Fixed. Well, we're not fixed, but like uh, yeah. I mean, the same things that I mean. I've listened to another a lot of other guests. The, I mean, the first thing I would say that would be the best thing to be fixed would be. engagement i think there's a, a, a seems to me a contingent of folks that have lived here that are kind of disen- have gotten disengaged because mm-hmm. they're you know they're disappointed in the way things have gone or they think that feel like maybe their voice isn't heard or yeah they or think just can't do anything yeah, and or, it's not as good as other places and we're never gonna it's never gonna be because you know the things decisions made at the state level and you know, that cripples us being next door to Texas where they're very getting, you know, they're, they're getting a lot of good stuff done over there and businesses are going there and, you know, their tax structure is different and all those. And those are obviously political issues that I don't really, you know. Yeah. Well, they are I, what they are. But, um, you know, but engagement's a great thing. I mean, like this, like this, this podcast, like this is awesome. I thought it was great. Like we'll, we've got, we got folks having a podcast in Shreveport. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. You know, we, we don't know what we're doing necessarily, but we, uh, we, we try to do it, uh, the best we know how, and we try to be consistent with it. And that's kind of like, you know, Tim Huck. I don't know if you listened to that one. I did. That one was really good. But that's like, Tim's like thing is like, man, just have pride in the place you're from. Like, and that's, right. he's like, that's it. Just, you don't have to like fix everything or to just be proud of where you're from. And, and when, you know, like from Hammond, like people from Hammond love being from Hammond. That's like um, yep. an observation that you had. Whereas when people are here, their observation is more like, oh, I don't know, like this place. Like I was eating dinner last night 
and uh, someone turned to me and, and was saying, like, look at this guy on the news. Like, that's typical Shreveport news for you. And I was like, he's like, they, they like cut to the guy and he was like, wasn't ready. He was like running over or something. Uh-huh. It's like, well, okay. But like to turn to tell someone else, like, look at this negative thing. It's like, hey, man, like that guy's trying to do his job, like probably not getting paid a whole ton of money to do it. Like, <laughs> Give right. the guy a little break. Like there's, you saw like behind the curtain for one second. Like yeah. that's not in, I mean, that doesn't say something about the town right. necessarily. Attitude and engagement go a long way. Yeah. And having, you know, you know, been in, been in the military, like, you know, you get, like you remember when I was, you know, coming out of West Point, you get your assignment, like where you're going to go. And you pick, you choose based off of your class rank and stuff. So, you know, a lot of people are trying, the top folks are trying to go to get Italy, Europe, uh, Fort Lewis up in Washington, mm-hmm. Hawaii. And then all the, the, you know, the middle and bottom of the barrel are, you know, they're stuck. I say stuck. I mean, they're going to get Fort Riley, Kansas, mm-hmm. Fort Hood, Texas, which Fort Hood's a great place. But, I mean, you know, it's not like super sexy in terms of a place to live. Yeah. Although I loved it because I love the music scene in Austin and Central Texas. But anyway, um, Korea, mm-hmm. South Korea, uh, Fort Stewart, Georgia, which a lot of people like it because it's right by Savannah. But nonetheless, it wasn't like top priority. It wasn't like, you know, if you could, if you were up, it was one of those things where people would say, like, if Hawaii's there when it's my turn, I'm getting Hawaii yeah. or Alaska or Europe or something cool. But uh, you hear people, you know, bitch and complain about, I mean, they hadn't even been in the army yet, and they're like, "Oh man, I got, I got Fort Riley, Kansas." I remember one of my mentors uh, at school. You know, he was a colonel. He was awesome guy. He's like, let me tell you something. He's like, you can have the best unit in the army in Fort Riley, Kansas, if you choose to. Yeah, you know, it's about that attitude. If you want to train and 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 take pride in what you're doing, you know. So, I mean, that stuff goes a long way. And I think that the and not, I think there's. A, con- a contingent of folks that want to be engaged and want to. There, di- there absolutely are. And I think the recent mayor's election was indicative of that. There were a lot of people that got into that, you know, because you know, had some energy and stuff yeah. like that. Not some know, change, some different, some. Hey, we're we're going, and we wanted we want to try to right, go. It showed that it just showed that yes, there are people that will try to participate and be involved right. and do things. And you look at. You know, like stuff that like Grant Knuckles and Andrew Crawford, you know, buying Jacqueline's and, you know. Well, and that's that, that was a cool thing. And I mean, like, I think that I don't know what their numbers or sales are, but I think just like. If you go. People to, got excited about that, you, you know, like they're like, sweet, it was going to close or they didn't let it close. People love going there. It's been there a long time. And some folks we know bought it and are trying to keep things running and do it. Maybe even take it. Well, and it's like those two guys, like those, you know, one of those guys is going to be mayor soon because it's like I know neither one of them really has that kind of aspirations. But it's like they're the type of guys, you know, when when Grant was here right after we we finished talking, he's like, yeah, I was just reading, you know, the James Gardner, um, you know, book, which is, you know, one of the best mayors we ever had, you know. Cress's, Cress's grandfather, grandfather yeah. who, um, you know, did a lot of stuff 
for for the local area like worked really really hard and was here his whole life and and you know took pride and that's what the you know the the current police station like that that it's named annex after him. Yeah. yeah it's named after him and so i think that there's a group of people that are here and that's sort of why we started doing this cuz we started hearing people say you know oh no like Negative, negative, negative. But here's a positive, and here's a positive, and here's a positive. And then we would hear someone else say two of those three positives, and then the next person would say one of those three, and then another person would have like three whole new ones. Mm-hmm. And it's like, let's just record those things and put them. Yeah, just talk a, about it. Just put them in a place so yeah. people know, hey, if you you're here and you want to do something, find one of the people here on this podcast, talk to them. Because there are people who care. And if you think, like, if you get to the point where, like, that's it, like, where you guys were at in Baton Rouge, where it's like, man, I don't know, like, we really, maybe we should be somewhere else. Like, if you're getting to that point, like, you know, if you don't want to be here, don't be here, but don't be here and slam it. Like, you know, participate if you are able. And, And we have a lot of people who are able and are participating and are, like, from that younger it's it's weird to get older and and yeah. realize like I mean your dad still lives here so yeah. like you can have a conversation with him and be like what do you see that's the same and has always been the same and what's different what's changing right. and he probably has a better just from the standpoint of a higher level you know like a more macro like I've seen it from before you were born to now right. and here's what and I think if you can get some of those people and and understand like, oh, this almost happened here or this, we were going this direction. We kind of pivoted over this way. Let's try going back that other way. Like right. just to make things, you know, like nothing's ever, uh, you know, perfect. Right. But, but having pride in where you're from and, and trying to do as good as you can and all of those well, things. Well, and like looking at perspective too, like, you know, I mean, I I personally have the benefit of, I've lived in Kentucky, I've lived in Texas, and I've lived in Baton Rouge, and, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't I don't think that makes me the most worldly guy. But, you know, I've lived in other places, yeah, and I choose to live here. You know, granted, my specific circumstances are specific to me, and, you know, that's a, it is what it is. Right. Um, I think I told you the other day, like, so one of my best friends from the Army, he's from a town called Litchfield, Michigan, mm-hmm. which is in southern michigan almost in indiana maybe it's comparable to i don't know maybe cachata it's probably a little bit smaller than cachata wow something like that yeah and um it's probably an hour and a half from detroit okay something like that and he for thanksgiving break he he didn't travel just he just he didn't travel for thanksgiving from fort hood so he'd come home with me so we'd come home We'd leave Fort Hood, you know, Wednesday at noon. We'd get here, you know, five o'clock. We'd go to the filling station, right? And maybe the Cub, as you do, and maybe the Cub. <laughs> uh, Wednesday before Thanksgiving, back in the two thousand and two, two thousand three era, and uh, um, have a big time. We'd get up on Thanksgiving morning. We'd go deer hunting in Frierson. Be there in thirty minutes from the house. Right. Be home by lunch have Thanksgiving, and then, you know, Friday and or Saturday, if we didn't go back to Texas early, we'd, you know, go to 
Superior or the Cub or Spirit Steakhouse or whatever. And he'd be like, man, he's like, you got everything you need right here. Mm-hmm. That's true. Now, granted, that's the perspective of a 23-year-old single guy at the time. But, you know, right. things like schools and, you know, baseball but practices you, but and you stuff like that. But I mean, those things it was too. just an observation from somebody that, like, wasn't right. – came from a, you know, a different place. But you have all those – like, those things that you were just – like, the schools. Like, we have those other things too. And right. we – I have some that are pretty good. And, you know, if the argument could be made, like if we sort of aligned more with, you know, we if Shreveport aligns more with Bossier, if everybody, you know, in the North Corridor mm-hmm. starts to help each other as opposed to, I mean, there's always some competition there, but it's like you can't, you know, you can't uh, bash the place you're in mm-hmm. and then, and then, like make it better. It's like just right. That's right. Like the the negativity factor um, seems to be one of those things that uh, you know everybody kind of that comes in and talks says, oh yeah, you'll hear critique of this or that. But and then they list all these other things and it's like yeah, those are that's true. Like you can't you know everywhere there's, got there's their not problems. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, we were talking about like Chicago the other day. Like yeah, Chicago is a great town. Yeah, but Chicago's got some problems. There's well, every place. Yeah, <laughs> every, every, every place has got problems. You know? But I think if if there's a, a a certain kind of person who wants a smaller town feel, but wants the ability to have good schools and you know easy commute and all of those things, like I, I would love for them to know that this is here, especially right. people like from the base who are like. What are we going to do when we're done here? Like, right. well, you they have could, a choice to stay, stay or leave. Yeah, yeah you could. They do have, a, have so, a choice to stay or leave, and they're, you know, that that's exactly right. And some, you know, and some people want some people want Chicago. Some people want New York. Some people yeah. want a huge city. You know, some people want, I love living in Houston. I, I I I've lived in Dallas and Austin and Houston, and I've lived in all those places, and, you know, they're they're fine. I'm not a particularly pick, picky person. But, I, you know, I like here because of the reasons you stated where it's, man, it's, it's simple to, you can get everywhere you need to go. You can, you, you know, you start waking up and going, wow, like this is really, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to see a whole bunch of people I, I know and really enjoy their company mm-hmm. as opposed to, oh man, like I got to go and stand in line for this thing and yeah. try, try to, you know, oh, there's so much traffic. Oh, I don't have any place to park. Oh, I got to deal with all. You don't have just, those things here. I saw Jason Isbell mm-hmm. and Willie Nelson in the municipal auditorium since I've moved back here. Yeah. I never did anything that cool in those other places. Yeah. And you mean, like, I mean, I did some things that, you know, music wise, like music. I mean, I went to Willie Nelson's picnic outside of Austin one year. Yeah. But, I mean, stuff like that goes on. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot I remember of hearing. Stuff. I mean, I remember when I was in Baton Rouge. I mean, like I told you, I'm a big music fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, an old Crow Medicine show was playing at the Strand. Yeah. I was pissed I didn't get to go. <laughs> I was like, why don't I get to go to that? You know, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. I, and, that like, can, and that type of stuff can go on. A lot of that stuff that know? goes on, like at the stage, like, I mean. The stage has had some great shows out yeah. there, you know. And what's funny is, like, people, yeah, it was. It was one of the shows I can't remember which one. I'm talking about culturally, like where does Shreveport align? Like, because you know, when I was you know in the army, people think, oh, I'm from Louisiana. They you know naturally want to think 
Cajun and all that stuff. Yeah. Because that's what people from New Jersey think of right. Louisiana. Right. It's New Orleans. That's yeah. what they think. Yeah. And um, it's just not quite there. I, you know, I'd say, well, where I'm from, it's not quite like that. I mean, I'm on the same team, you know, we're in the same yeah. state, but that's just not the way it is. And I don't think – I think it's a stretch for folks to – want to try to make it that way you know we're not cajuns here no i mean it's, some, it's may, east texas yeah it's kind of yeah it's just shreveport you know yeah. this is what it is you know but like i remember um i was out at <clears throat> the stage the turnpike troubadours were playing great band and they're kind of on a hiatus right now they're out of like idabel oklahoma mm-hmm. and you know they've written songs about shreveport and bozier city and they're like hey this is this was like where we got our news and we yeah you know have our some of the influences on our lives from, I from remember, this area, you know. I, and I was like, damn, man. And they're like a premier band on the Texas, Oklahoma, you know, red dirt scene. You yeah. Know? Well, and that's all like, um, like I remember going to Oklahoma and stuff like Broken Bow or, or someplace like that to go fishing or something. And, you know, the news there is like the, the news was coming from, from here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's, it's like – I don't think that we realize what kind of reach we have. Yeah. And, and you also, I've heard this argument People made. People from Marshall, Texas come to. Sure. And, and that's, that's the thing is like as a, as a municipality, we're, we're sort of up in a corner where we don't get the benefit of like all those people driving in from. I mean, we get the benefit, but like fr- from the standpoint of people and, you know, federal monies that move through the state like you know a lot of that stuff is going to baton rouge and to new orleans you know and us and rustin and monroe it's harder for us to get it because we're up on a border where people are coming and going across a border so so census wise we're looking at numbers that are they're you know they're close but there's there's some other factors that you don't weigh in like right. how many people from wascom drive here uh, how many people from arkansas come to the hospital here how many people from natchitoches come here to go to the hospital Denver, like yeah. you know there's just a lot of that stuff that i think is you know it's interesting and and i think a lot of that came from infrastructure and people before us mm-hmm. and I, and I would love to have a group of people who wanted to make it like well here's where we're going to be in 30 50 mm-hmm. and 100 years like this this is the trajectory we want to be on and that's sort of you know again another thing that me and Josh try to like find people who are like hey man I want to be here so let's let's talk about where we're going not about like oh this doesn't work or like you just try to everybody's a critic right it, it, you can criticize as long as you're doing something to make something better right and so well i'm like my point is living in in baton rouge i just had a lot of people that said good things about the people and yeah and stuff and one of my good friend's wives last kind of thing on that was she was from homa her husband's from baton rouge he's a baton rouge guy and she was like you know she's like we're, we're in baton rouge she's like she's like but i think I could. she's like I, I could do shreveport she's like i like she, she's like i got friends good friends from up there she's like i could I'd live there. She's like, I don't think I could do New Orleans. I don't think I could move back to Homa. She's like, I'd, 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 I'd do Shreve. I'd like to live up there, you know? Yeah. So those are things that I paid attention to. So so, um, I think you have some, some people that you, you know, well, first, 
your your text message for the city. Did you did you think about that? Do you have one? Yes. Okay. Be engaged. That's your text message. Be engaged. Be engaged. Yeah. And then I mean, you know, like if you're just sitting on the sidelines bitching like it's not going to do anything. Yeah. You know. Just be engaged. Just, just whatever it is, you know, just be engaged. Doesn't have to be like trying to save the world, but just, you know, participate in your kid's school or you know, yeah. or in your neighborhood. Try, just try. Or just just, <laughs> or just be polite. Yeah. You know? But that but that's you that's know, the and thing. go to the, you know, go to Crawfest, you know, just go check it out. Yeah. Go, you know, just go out there. Try it. You know, if you don't have anything better to do, if you got something better to do, that's fine. I mean, but I just think, you know, engagement's just a big, big, big thing. Get engaged. Yeah. And then you have more than one. I have, yes. Yeah, so that I have more than one guest. Okay. So uh, I've talked, next, I've, I've, next I've, guest, you've actually gone out. I've asked and three of these folks I have called and asked if it was okay if I said their name. Okay. And these are three people and they, and these are three that, how many did you ask? And they said, no, do not say my name. I emailed one in person <laughs> cause I don't know her real well. This was, this was, the, this was outside of the three that I was going to say that I've talked to the ones that I talked to. They all yeah. said, yeah, sure. Okay. Who are the three? Uh, Graham Walker, mm-hmm. who owns fire is the president of Fiberbond and Minden. Yep. Graham's, um, you know, he has a real unique perspective on Shreveport with through his business and people that come from out of town to. Uh, and he is, that's third, second, third generation. He's second, second generation okay. of that business, right. I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I believe his dad started it. Yeah. But, and, you know, Graham, Graham had written a really good article prior to the next mayor. Yeah, I remember it was basically the, the race, the, you know, just yeah. talking about it. he He just has some really unique perspectives on things. Yeah. Um, the other next one was a couple of friend of mine. Kids go to school there. Uh, Laura and Kyle Bodwin. They own Ellie and Chalk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. And M. Yep. I called Kyle. I was like, "Hey, man, what do you think? You know, you're from Lafayette. You recently moved here. Yep. He lives in South Island, and you know, he's like, "Yeah, man, sure. I love to talk about it. You know. Yep. And they've set up shop. I mean, they're right yeah. there next to Blake Jackson. Yep. Whisk. I'm sure Blake would probably be a great guest too. I yeah. Didn't think of that, but. And then uh, my friend Jerry Edwards, who mm-hmm. works in the U.S. Attorney's Office. Yeah. And Jerry's, you know, chooses to live here. He's not from here. He came here after law school and um, worked in a law firm here. And uh, yeah, I think Jerry has a unique perspective on things. You know, as yeah. an outsider. Yeah. But I would. The other ones, since education is a big topic, mm-hmm. you know, there's a couple of principles around town that have gotten awards and seemingly doing good things yeah i think it'd be interesting to hear their perspective on the public education because that's the thing people talk about a lot yeah you know um you know so i don't i emailed one of them i hadn't heard back from her okay so i don't know if i should mention their names or not okay but, but well if you hear if back anyone from them. has any yeah if i hear back from them, i will but you know i just think you know getting a uh, professional educator's who's involved and their schools doing good things and getting awards in, in the public sector, public education sector would be an interesting person to talk to. Definitely. So that's it. That's what I got. Well, I appreciate you coming and filling in, even though Josh isn't here, you'll have to come back when Josh is here. Yeah. And then, uh, or maybe actually, since you have such a long list of people, maybe we'll get you to come in and interview one of those people. Uh, that'd be fine. You know, I'd do that. I'm happy to participate. You could, you're, you're, maybe you could be our, our, our military liaison. 
Like you will get, you'll be, you'll be in charge of all of the, cause I don't know how you do that. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not an organized, I, I don't do anything well organized. So, you know, oh, your gear over here. It's well, pretty organized. Well, well, yeah. I mean, that's it's it's, impressive, but you haven't seen other gear. Awesome. Have, so. okay. But, uh, thank you so much. for All right. It was fun. Thank you. All right.